On the Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack podcast, Christian psychologist, author, and relationship coach, Dr. Jack Ito, will help you to build and restore your marriage. By learning just a few relationship skills, you can help your spouse enjoy your relationship more while getting more love and affection from your spouse. Listen to Coach Jack as he helps you with one more step toward a marriage both you and your spouse will love. Today, I'm going to give you some simple steps to convince your husband to go to marriage counseling, and I'm going to help you know what to do if he still won't. While I typically steer people away from marriage counseling, there are a couple of good reasons to use it. One of the best uses for marriage counseling is when a couple primarily needs to learn to talk to each other. That is, when their problems are caused by misunderstanding and communication problems. The other reason is when two people both want the same thing but need help with problem-solving or making a plan. Before you try to convince your husband to go to marriage counseling, you need to make sure it's really the best choice for your situation. As a reconciliation coach, my client's problems are not caused by communication problems. They are caused by real differences between the couple. For example, One wants a romantic relationship and the other wants more of a business partner relationship. They often try to fix those differences with communication, which does not work, and end up concluding that they have a communication problem. Let me give you an example where communication is not the real issue. A woman may have fallen out of love with her husband because of a combination of her husband prioritizing his job and the both of them neglecting to maintain the relationship with weekly dating and daily time together. If she attempts to solve this problem by talking with him, it will lead to his becoming defensive and an even more distant relationship. She may continue to try talking with him about it, each time feeling more frustrated and hopeless. Eventually, her feelings of love for him are gone, and she wants to end the relationship. Their problems were not a result of poor communication. They were a result of different priorities. Attempting to fix the problem with talking just created a bigger problem. Going to marriage counseling would have had the same result. At best, her husband would temporarily comply with his wife's desires for more time together, making it seem like the counseling was helpful. Within a matter of a few months, however, all of their gains would be lost. The coaching approach for this situation would be to work with only the wife to help her behave in a way that would motivate her husband to spend more time with her while she also made him feel better about his job. This would create a win-win situation in which their relationship became closer. Marriage counseling, when used for non-communication issues, has the same result as criticizing or complaining. The other person complies for a while. The relationship then becomes more distant, and the marriage is worse off than before. Now, let me give you an example where communication is the primary issue. Sometimes people are really poor at expressing needs, desires, love, boundaries, and even humor. They evoke a negative response in their partner that becomes worse the harder they try. This is a communication problem that can lead to emotional distancing, conflict, loss of love, and practical problems with parenting, finances, and other things. 
In situations like this, where the method of communication is the source of the problems, counselors can help a couple to talk together in a better way. Then, they no longer create the distance and can solve practical problems without fighting. I wrote a book on this subject called Connecting Through Yes, in which I teach people how to agree and come to positive resolutions to their problems. Doing this prevents a downward spiral in their relationship. Sometimes people are really bad at listening without interrupting, getting the point of what the other person is saying, being able to focus on the message, or they twist the meaning of what the other person says. And sometimes a couple has both problems. It is even possible that both husband and wife have listening and expressing problems, resulting in a high amount of conflict even though they both want the same thing. If you have completed my free download course on helping your husband to enjoy talking with you, you will note this is illustrated in the first lesson. In these cases where communication issues are causing the problems, marriage counseling is a better choice than coaching because the marriage counselor can work with you as a couple and take control of the way you both are communicating and teach you a new way to communicate with each other. If communication is not the primary cause of the problems, however, no amount of clear expression and good listening will solve the problems. You will feel heard. You may feel better for being better able to express yourself, but the problem will remain. This is one of the reasons that people have different results when they go to marriage counseling. Let me give you another analogy. If you were driving and got lost, you might pull over to ask someone for directions. If that person did not speak the same language as you, you would continue to be lost. That is, until someone helped you to translate the communication for you. That is similar to what a therapist or a marriage counselor does. However, if your problem was a flat tire, no amount of communication would fix it. Either you or the other person would have to take practical steps in order for you to be able to continue on your journey. In this analogy, a marriage counselor is like a translator. A coach is like someone who teaches you auto repair. I think you can also start to see why for marriage counseling, you need to have two people there so that they can work on their communication. And why for marriage coaching, you only need the one person there. Taking a spouse to marriage counseling, if they don't want to reconcile or work on the relationship, would simply cause more conflict. Learning on your own how to motivate your spouse would produce far better results. Supposing that your relationship problems are due to communication issues, how do you motivate your husband to go to marriage counseling? If you have decided that communication problems are the main cause of your relationship problems, you can either work on your own communication abilities with either a counselor or a coach, or go together with your husband to see a marriage counselor. If you find out that fixing communication does not fix the problem, then drop out of marriage counseling and get coaching instead. It makes no sense to go to marriage counseling week after week to talk about a problem which is not being resolved. The same is true for coaching. If you find out that the main problem is being able to communicate well, then your best choice will be to go to marriage counseling with your husband if you can motivate him to go. The coach may be able to help you do that. 
I have some advice for you on how you may be able to motivate your husband to go to marriage counseling with you. An important concept to understand is that people believe more in their own conclusions than they do in the conclusions of others. Therefore, if you can lead them to conclude what you want, you are much more likely to get what you want. Telling your husband that you both need to go to marriage counseling will get more resistance than if he concludes you both need to go to marriage counseling. You can use questions to help to lead him to that conclusion. When you ask your husband questions, don't focus on getting answers right away. Often men will need to process things for a while before answering. Here are four possible questions to get him started on this path of coming to the conclusion that marriage counseling would be the best thing for you and him to do. You only need to ask one of these questions to get him started. First possibility, do you like the way that our marriage has become? Is another question. Do you think our marriage will ever be better than it is now? Another question. Do you really want to have this kind of marriage for the rest of your life? And the fourth question. Do you ever wish our relationship was better? If you do get an answer indicating that he thinks your marriage is fine, then you don't have a communication problem. You have a difference in values or desires. In that case, you will need to learn how to motivate your husband rather than talking to him about your dissatisfaction. If he answers in a way that matches how you think or feel, you can simply agree or empathize with him. That will help to create connection since we always connect on similarity. One thing I would like you to notice is that there are no questions about counseling. The questions are all about your relationship, what he thinks, and what he wants. Assuming you get a response that is in line with your thinking, that you both need to work on your relationship, ask him for his ideas on how to improve your relationship. If your husband has an idea that is not obviously bad, then be willing to try his idea for a month on the condition that you two will go to marriage counseling if his idea does not work. He is much more likely to agree to counseling as a backup plan to an idea that he believes in than he is to agreeing to counseling as a primary intervention. If he has no idea, then suggest marriage counseling. If he refuses, then tell him you are willing to try another idea if he has one, but you are not willing to just continue in a marriage that neither of you are satisfied with. If he then says he is satisfied, stop talking about it and switch to a coaching or motivational approach. One thing that is going to make this conversation go much better is choosing the right time to ask him these questions. The best time to ask such questions is when things are going relatively well. If you say them in the heat of battle, during an argument, they will tend to be discounted as you are just slinging mud because your emotions are getting out of control. When you ask such questions at a time when things are relatively calm, they take on a whole new meaning. You will be taken more seriously. Although people try to get others to take them more seriously by shouting, that effect quickly wears off. It's what you say when you are calm that will have the most impact. The better you are at getting along at the time you say serious things, the more your husband will be able to listen to you. Don't expect results 
the first time you say this. After your husband has had some time to consider these questions, perhaps a week, it will be time to ask the same questions again. Why is that? Especially with men, it's very helpful to say things twice. More than that turns it into nagging, but less than that and things are often forgotten. If you don't say it again, he will just attribute it to your having been in a weird mood. If you have been married for a while, doubtless you have seen that demonstrated a number of times. So many people feel stuck in a bad situation. I want to tell you, as a relationship coach, you are never stuck when it comes to improving your marriage, no matter what your husband does. If he has an idea, try it for a month. If his idea doesn't work, go to counseling with him if you both want the same thing. Alternatively, if he has another idea, be willing to try that too. If he is satisfied with your marriage or doesn't want the same thing, then get individual coaching to learn how to connect and motivate your husband. Following these principles, you will have a way to deal with every situation. You don't need to be stuck. Let me help you understand why doing things this way works. One reason that this way works is that it puts off the counseling or coaching for a month, while also giving him more motivation to work on the relationship in the meantime. Not wanting to go to counseling can help him to work harder on plan A and make more of an effort with your relationship. This works with kids, too. I often teach people that the same relationship skills work for all relationships. Treating your spouse the way you treat your friends will help you to be better friends with your spouse, which is the foundation of a good marriage. If you want your child to have a counselor or a tutor, helping your child to agree there is a problem is a good first step. Then, give your child an opportunity to suggest a solution. Agree to try it if your child will agree to counseling or a tutor if his or her plan does not work. As long as your relationship is otherwise good, this is a much better approach than coercing your child to get help. People are always more willing to try your idea if you will agree to try theirs first. But you need to make your idea a contingency for trying their idea. When you try your husband's idea, you need to make the same kind of sincere effort that you would want your husband to make when trying your idea. If you have read my material on dating, you will see the same principle. When you are doing something that your husband enjoys, you need to be the good sport about it that you would like him to be when he does something that you enjoy. As I mentioned earlier, I do have some free help on my website so you can get started today. You can help your husband to enjoy talking with you even if you can't afford coaching or counseling. I have five free relationship lessons to get you started improving your relationship with your husband. Just go to my website, coachjackito.com, and click on the menu item, free download. Thank you for listening to Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack. Visit coachjackito.com to learn more skills for reconnecting with your spouse and restoring your marriage.